Hello and welcome to another episode of Younger by the Minute. I'm your host, Jamie Spicer, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, Jennifer Spicer. And we have a really exciting guest today. Today, we get to have on one of our dearest friends and my mentor, Dr. Derek De Silva. He's a practicing internist and a senior attending staff member in the Department of Medicine at Raritan Bay Medical Center, New Jersey. You also practice in Florida. You're a member of the teaching facility at JFK Medical Center. You're the past chairman of the Conference of Planning Committee for Age Management Medicine Group, past president of the American Nutraceutical Association, and a recipient of the Alan P. Mintz MD Award for Clinical Excellence in Age Management Medicine. Dr. De Silva has received the Best Doctor Award by Castle Conley for the past 19 consecutive years. He's also the host of Ask the Doctor on WCTC Radio in New Jersey and a medical correspondent for Cable Vision News Channel 12 in New Jersey as the host of Health Matters. Dr. De Silva is also a published author and he is the founder of Common Sense Supplements, which we personally use and prescribe to our patients. And as I said, he's a long-term friend and mentor of mine. So please give a warm welcome to Dr. De Silva. How welcome. are you? Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thank you for the invitation. It's a pleasure. It's great. It's always great talking with you, Dr. D. It's really good to spitboard things off with you and the amount that we've learned personally from you, the impact that your knowledge, your supplements that we provide to our clients and use has been a profound impact on our practice. So thank you. Thank you for all the support. And I I enjoy, you know, I, I think both of you know how much I enjoy sharing my knowledge. That's what we're here for, is to share knowledge and improve the health and wellness of people around the globe. Well, and that's what I really, I love about you just as a person. You've always been really quick to give anyone help ever. And not all physicians are that way. I think that you do a really good job at minimizing white coat syndrome, even though I haven't mm -hmm. been in your practice, just being a patient of yours. And I'm, like I see a mentoree, it's, it's just, it's amazing. And I think it's because your approach is just different. And that's why, you know, I know you're coming in person to our practice. I can't wait for everybody to meet you. But even for the listeners today, it's just, I really would love to, I hope I can portray that through this podcast because you are different. You're like a unicorn. And I want you to talk a little bit more about yourself and just how did you come to be a doctor and what has led you to take the approach that you have? Believe it or not, I decided that I wanted to do to be a doctor when I was about nine or 10 years old. It's wow. what I've always wanted to be. And I think a lot of it comes from my my dear, dear, dear mother and God rest her soul and uh, my grandmother. You know, again, the two of them really fostered that loving, caring spirit in me. My grandmother always prepared herbs and supplements. And, you know, anytime I had a, had a test when I was young, and I remember her doing this, I was probably nine or 10 years old. If she knew I had a test that day, she would go out into the yard, she would get go to cola leaves, which grew in our yard, I was born in Sri Lanka, and she would cut them up, she would mix them with a little bit of turmeric, she would mix them with a little bit of onion, a little bit of ginger, and some coconut oil. Now, this is 56 years ago. Right. And she would just mix it up. We used to call it malung. That's what the dish is. And she would get a little bit of brown rice, 
She would mix it and she said, she always used to tell me, this is very good for you. It's good for your brain and it'll help you with your exam. Go to cola. (laughs) I mean, go to cola, turmeric, ginger. I'm getting goosebumps as I'm talking about this. (laughs) Right. Turmeric, ginger, onion, go to cola. Go to cola is a brain nutrient. I mean, how she knew that, I don't know. So she was a healer. I mean, she was one of these people who just knew what to pick from the yard to give you to eat. And that's where it all started for me. And I knew that in order to do what I really wanted to do, I had to balance Eastern medicine and Western medicine. You have to do that in order to really give people optimal treatment and optimal care. I couldn't agree with you more. And, you know, even when we're over in Italy just recently, and we've talked to you about that, just you know, more of the, the holistic stuff like chamomile when someone has anxiety and can't sleep versus Xanax. And then, you know, and we've talked about it extensively too, as far as the priority of trying to heal the body and, you know, and medication is needed, then we go that route. But let's try exhausting some other things first and foremost before we get to that point. Right, right. And, you know, looking at this, when you look at nutrients and when you look at supplements in general, All we're doing is giving the body what it needs to do what it needs to do to heal. Right. There are no side effects when it comes to this type of integration. There are only side benefits. Yeah. So, And I think that is important. I mean, as you know, a lot of times we're taught in medicine to, well, not a lot of times, most of how we do it in this society is to treat the symptom versus getting to the root cause of the problem. And by going to the root cause, and that's really what age management medicine is kind of about. And I'll let you kind of go into that a little bit more, but getting to the root cause is just going to yield better benefits of all kinds from all systems. You know, you're not segmenting the systems, you're treating the whole, a whole person. And I feel like due to the changes in food from what Jamie brought up, why we notice the differences by being in Italy But then also what's happening with our food in this country, we're lacking those micronutrients. And so I feel like a lot of people that might be anti-supplement, they don't realize that you're just supporting your body with what we need that we're not getting anymore. Right. Well, I think if you start looking at food, you would have to eat, you know, just just to validate the point you just made, you would have to eat 12 bowls of spinach today to equal the iron concentration of one bowl of spinach from the 1930s. Wow. I'm glad you brought that up because I remember you bringing that up in the age management conference we saw Mm -hmm. you at. And since then, I've preached that to our clients. So, Mm -hmm. but not to cut you off on that, but yeah, I'm glad. No, it's, it's, you know, people, and, and I hear this from doctors all the time. Why can't we get all of our nutrients from our food? The reason you can't get all of the nutrients you can from your food is because they are void. They are devoid of those nutrients. Now, I am not saying that you need to start living on pills, on herbs, on you know vitamins, if you will, because the foods still have fiber, other micronutrients, you know, phytochemicals, all of those are in there that are all good for us, phytonutrients in general. But the basic premise of the fact that the food doesn't contain the nutrients that they did 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago 
is very well known. And, and for those of you that don't believe this, here's what you do. Go to the store and buy a watermelon. Go to the store and buy a peach or a nectarine or an orange. I think watermelon is the classic example. I remember eating watermelon when I was, you know, just a teenager. You bit into that watermelon yeah. and it was just dripping down your face. Yeah. <laughs> you bit into a peach and it was all, you had to have a napkin to eat yeah. a peach yeah. because it was dripping so much and it tasted so wonderful. Right. Today, it's, you know, I, I mean, I could probably, uh, you know, take this piece of paper, crumble it up and start chewing on it. And it would be just as tasty as some of the fruits and vegetables. You're right. So all of that is due to the fact that the fruits and vegetables are picked way too early. Yeah. The last 10 to 20, 15 to 20% of the growth cycle is where all the taste comes in. It's all the flavor comes in. A lot of the nutrients come in. And it's just where we are today. Yeah. You know, it's incredible. It's the mass mass producing of the food to feed the people that we have with the limited land that we're creating. And then to kind of step in on the supplementation thing, you know, I learned what was told me a long time ago is supplementation is exactly that, to supplement what you're deficient in. And we can show through blood work when you're deficient, vitamin D, magnesium, iron, we can see those deficiencies, you know, and even in some cases, you can take all the vitamin D supplementation you want, you're not absorbing it, then you have to look at alternative routes to get that that vitamin D into you. So to support what you're saying, you're exactly right. A lot of people don't realize that you have to take your fat soluble vitamins with food. A lot of physicians don't even tell people that I have a lot of patients that I'm like, okay, well, make sure you're taking it with food. And I love the way that you've formulated the common sense one, because you have all of your fat soluble vitamins, it makes it nice and easy. And they and they complement each other. But we're not getting the vitamin D, you know, from being we're not outside enough. But from also the way that the food is made, our society has wanted convenience we want it we've kind of created a problem and now we're we're seeing the results of that you know not only is the food lacking the vitamins and minerals and micronutrients that it needs we're mass producing meat and that's full of cortisol and then also even packaging we're putting things in plastic i mean it all has this this negative feedback and that leads me to talk about you know when you're looking at age management and you're looking at wellness and taking a different approach and more of a full spectrum all encompassing approach you have a view on wellness could you tell us a little bit more about what your points of wellness are and what they what they mean to you yes absolutely before i go there i want to say something about what you just said jennifer i was reading an article and the article was really interesting on the in the fact that the food that we consume especially and, and this is not you know they've been looking at this not only for fruits and vegetables but also and we know this about chicken and beef the way the chickens and the cows are raised has a tremendous impact on the quality of the meat, yes. whether it be chicken or chicken or beef. 
And we know this, right? The the whole idea of Wagyu beef and Angus right. beef and things, right? What do they do? They play music, et cetera. That quality of the beef and the chicken directly impacts how our body responds to it when it comes into our body. Yeah. Now, that I think is very well known. What is not known, and this segues into what you just asked me, what is not known is that the fruits and vegetables that we consume have the same epigenetic makeup yep. depending on the environment that they were in and how our body responds to it. Yeah. Can I ask you a question? Am I cutting you off? No, no, go right ahead. Did you, learning more about mushrooms really mm-hmm. taught me that. And I don't know if that's where, like the mycelium, the, the is that correct? The network. I mm-hmm. actually, Jamie was, <laughs> Jamie, he doesn't laugh at me, but he thought it was cute and endearing. Um, we were watching this episode, this documentary on mushrooms and how it all, all has a network and it all talks. And I started mm-hmm. thinking about like, oh my gosh, we're cutting down trees and we're just cutting them down. And they have, you know, they have emotion. And so, you know, they say, oh, I think it's well known when you talk to plants, the plants grow. Well, why does that happen? Yeah. Just kind of like what you've discussed. I And I've, I've also listened to this documentary about when you talk to water, how it mm-hmm. changes, you know, everything changes. Yeah. Just like when you think thoughts, you're talking to yourself, like you're truly creating a physiological change that could be positive or negative, depending on the environment that you're choosing to, you know, have. Yeah. You know, you just nailed it. You really did. The idea of if you look at a forest, there are parts of the forest that are healthy and parts of the forest that are not healthy. There's a book called Foresting. Hmm. And I, I read this book and it was absolutely fascinating. As you talked about, the root systems within an environment is like the flora in our gut. Yeah. So the root system of all the plants, you know, if you have a tree here and you have another tree over here and another one over here, there's a system of those roots and they touch each other. So those, that root system communicates and says, hey, there's good nutrients over here, or there's good, there's water over here. And they literally will go that way. Yep. If there's disease in a certain area where, the, where, the, where the, the, the soil is bad, or there's toxins, you will see that that area is dead, and the, and the root system will not go there. You talked about water. I never drink water out of plastic. Yeah. It likes glass. <laughs> it likes glass. And before I drink the water, I always hold it because you think I'm crazy. I am a little crazy. I'm totally crazy. <laughs> crazy about my health. <laughs> yes. You know, I, and Jennifer and Jamie, I talked about plants. You know, when I learned this, I was probably in high school and my dad was an avid reader of Reader's Digest. He read the entire Reader's Digest cover to cover every month or whenever that came. Yeah. And it was always around. And I remember him saying to me, 
you know, just pick it up and read it once in a while. And I, cause I was like, yeah, you know, you're a teenager. Like well, I want to read the Reader's <laughs> Digest, but I started to read it and I read the most amazing things. You know, there was a section in there called uh, laughter is the best medicine. Right. And they would have jokes in there. And we now know now, again, this is 40 years ago. Yeah. Well, and I mean, so let me unpack this a little bit. As you know, you can die of a broken heart. People actually do have have an MIs related to their hearts breaking and being sad or, you know, there's PTSD and mental health. Like there's a whole bunch of things like and I, I think we're becoming a little bit more aware of it. But mm -hmm. do you feel like maybe your philosophies, I know you attribute it to your mom and then also now your dad, but do you think it's because you were not born in America? Do you think that you just had a different outlook? Because it is a little bit more, I don't know. I mean, how would you say it? It's well, you know, I think European and Middle Eastern medicine and stuff like that, you know, it's, more I guess you want to use, it's more Eastern medicine. So I, I don't think it's as, Amer I would, guys would say Americanized, you know, so I, you know, well, look, I think you're, your initiation into medicine or the way you first were introduced to it was introduced in a in a that way versus the American way is what I'm kind right, of saying. Right. Well, I, you know, I know people in this country that have been born here. And, and listen, I'm about as an American as you're going to get, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've been here for 56 years. And, yeah. and it's uh, my whole formation has been here. But I think it's the person. Yeah. I really think it's the person. I think intuitively it's you. Yes. What are your thoughts? How are you brought up? And and I hate to say this to you, Jennifer, but I'll tell you what, the worst people, the worst people are healthcare professionals. Oh, they're because terrible. You go through this initiation and that's all you see. You don't see outside those lines. Well, yeah. and I, I don't understand that though. And we this is for another episode. Because I've asked Dr. Rodriguez, who you've met and who is our collaborative physician, you know, I don't get it because I'm always thinking of like, oh, I, I, I want to know how this works and how that works. Now, granted, my introduction to medicine was through my aesthetics profession. So a little different kind of like Jackie, who owns House of Hill, like mm -hmm. you kind of have a reason why you go down a different route. But how do you decide to become a doctor and want to heal people and then just get blinders on almost like, you know, you're a racehorse? I, I don't but that's okay. We don't have to go yeah. into the psychology of that anyway. Well, and, but let me, let me go answer your question that, that you asked that, you know, 20 minutes ago that I still haven't answered. So I have five points of wellness. Yes. Number one is the fuel that you put into your body. We are a machine and I will say a machine that is so incredible. I could not do what I am doing today, 30 years ago. Yeah. Because my knowledge base over the past 36 years has just exploded. Mm -hmm. But there's so much more to know. Yeah. Every time I go down one rabbit hole to read about something, 20 other things open up and I say, I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. So the whole knowledge piece and the fuel, the fuel we put into our bodies to make that engine run is incredible. As I think a lot of you, both of you know, uh, I work with Mercedes Benz. And in fact, next weekend, I am going to be at one of the tracks 
with with the drivers at Mercedes-Benz and they're all they, one of the guys texted me and said doc we can't wait to see you because every time you come here you bring us something new and <laughs> I am going to take them some new stuff because awesome. what I do is feed them the best gasoline that they that we can get to make their car perform like they've never performed before so I talk about fuel we're driving 600 horsepower cars over 600 horsepower i'm not going to put kerosene in that car it's not going to run or 89 octane exactly it, yeah. it's it's going to be 94 octane gasoline to make the car run so number one folks is you have to fuel your body with the best food that you can number two i want you to get off of your you know what and move now, the two of you are all about that, right? I mean, all you have to do is look at Jamie and Jennifer. They're like, holy Christmas, these guys are unbelievable. <laughs> what you do and, you know, the, the one of the keys to longevity is muscle strength, grip strength, right? That, and I'm preaching to the, you know, you could probably lecture on that all day. Yeah. But movement, you got to do something and stop whining. Just stop whining. <laughs> do something. For God's sakes, come on, pick something you like. And I've told this to you, uh, Jamie, and I know I've said this to you, and, I'm, and I'll still say it. I don't like the gym. Right. I just never have. I am. I like to play pickleball. I like to play tennis. I like to go outside. I like to run. But I know, and I remember you saying this to me, I know that I need to start doing more weights. I'm pretty lean, right. and, I, and I'm very toned but I've got to build more muscle. I know that. I know that. And I would love for you to be my trainer. I think you would be freaking phenomenal. Just, well, I'd that. love to see that. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I would love that. So <laughs> movement, number three, and this is not in any particular order, by the way. Number three, hormones. I'm 66 and my testosterone, a guy my age, person my age, their testosterone is down here. A woman my age, they have no testosterone. They right. have no estrogen. They have no progesterone. Their thyroid is messed up. So bioidentical hormones are critical. They're absolutely critical. I didn't say synthetic hormones. I said bioidentical hormones. Bioidentical hormones are hormones that our body recognizes that are not synthetic. Mm -hmm. Number four basic nutrients, basic nutrients, probiotic, vitamin D, uh, omega-3s, a little bit of calcium. If you're my age, a prostate formula, and that's where the tweaking comes in, right? It's where the, really the tweaking comes in. And number five, one good deed a day. Just be a good person. You want to boost your immune system? Do a good deed every single day. It boosts your immune system by 40%. Where did I get that from? Dr. Herbert Benson, Harvard University, Spirituality and Healing is the conference. So it's very simple. It really is not that complicated. Yeah. And to circle back on number one with you, fuel in the body, you know, hydration and how you hydrate is part of that fueling process. Absolutely. You know, again, I, I love my dad, you know, and again, he's been battling two types of cancer forever and he just can't concept the fact that diet soda is not the way to fuel the body. And, you know, his argument was well, got water in it. And I'm like, oh, dad, like, <laughs> pure, <laughs> you know, water. pure water, like we talked about, preferably in a glass bottle, you know. Um, and if you don't, you can throw a little bit of lemon and mint in there. Yeah, you know, 
put up a little fresh lemon, put a little fresh mint. You know, it always just boils down to this. You got to pick your pain. Mm-hmm. You, know, you got to mm-hmm. either pick the pain of being of what it takes to be healthy and take care of your body, or you're going to pick the pain of what being unhealthy does. Right. Yeah. I don't know if you saw the new information from the FDA. The FDA is getting ready and they're looking at this, that some of the preservatives in sodas, they're looking at the fact that these are carcinogens. Yeah. You know, really? In only <laughs> 250 years? How long have we been? I've been saying this for, for 35 years. Yeah. I've given the talk about aspartame and for, in terms of formaldehyde in the body in three hours for, I think, for 10 years. Well, I Absolutely. Have- And then add that onto plastics and, you know, not only is it a carcinogen, like the preservatives, but it also, it's an endocrine disruptor and then add plastics. It's an endocrine disruptor. I'm, I don't know about you, but I'm taking labs on patients that are in their twenties, teens. I have a, I had a 16 year old that I took labs on that had zero testosterone, zero, a male. And so there's a, there's a lot of endocrine disruption going on. It's only going to get worse. Add that with stress. I mean, these five points of wellness, truly, I mean, I do feel like all three of us are pretty well, we're pretty consistent with doing it every day. But I can tell you when I started implementing all of them and really thinking about, you know, the fuel, but then also what I'm consuming from what I listen to, what I read and how that affects my spirituality Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. It's just, it really Mm -hmm. does make a difference. You truly change the physiological processes in the body and how each cell is working. Right. Don't you get sad when you hear something sad? Yeah. Yes. It's if there's a sad event going on, if there's whatever it is, yes, it's sad. But you know what? Try not to dwell on it and try not to listen to it every day, constantly. I listen like today I didn't listen to the news because listening to the news coming from New York City is awful. Yeah. How many shootings, how many murders, how many, who else is pushed off the subway? And, and this is all over the country. This is not just here. Right. So yes, that is called epigenetic imprinting. Your environment will imprint how your body reacts and responds overall mental health. You know, what you think is what you're going to manifest and what you're going to become. Absolutely. So, Think good things, think good thoughts, think health, and you will become healthy. But you got to do something too. Absolutely. And that even backs up even more that I think most medications somewhat have a placebo effect. Because if you take this and you're like, oh, this is going to make me better, you're already thinking that way. Mm -hmm. So I really, really appreciate you spending time with us today. I know that you have to run because you have patients, um, but I would love to have you back. Yeah, come back. And yeah. I know you've got some new exciting things in the works. So yeah, I can't wait yeah. to talk about those also. But thanks again, Dr. D. Like I said, you know, as as I opened up, it's always great talking with you. You're always a, a fountain of knowledge. Um, learn something from you every time. But it's always just good to speak with like-minded people. People mm-hmm. that the message, like you opened up, you know, you like to share your knowledge, and that's how we can make a difference: is to educate and share our knowledge, um, not hoard it and keep it but to to impact as many people as we can is the overall game game plan here and and i think in closing what i'd like to say to everybody watching this first of all thank you to both of you for for doing this and and you know i've spent a lot of time on the phone with jennifer and you know just kind of helping tweak and guide and do some of these things it's you've learned so much and 
you know, I teased you the other day when I when I called you and said, well, you don't call me anymore. I guess you just don't need me anymore. I mean, you're just gotten so smart that, you know, it's 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 OK. No, but all, all joking aside, what I love about the two of you is that you're not just another gym or another nurse practitioner or another workout guy. You two have really made this a true healing venture, if you will, within your clinical practice, which is what I love. And you talk about integration. And I've seen some of the work that Jamie has done with some of the people that he's trained and and you, you know, uh, Jennifer, the, the people that you've helped, just think of what that's going to be 30 years from now yeah. and the knowledge you're going to have 30 years from now. You know, I'll be sitting on a beach somewhere, you know, sh- taking my testosterone shot, uh, <laughs> or, you know, but um, it's 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 remarkable how what you two have done. So, you know. I'm an old guy now, but keep up the good work and and I'm I'm still going to keep doing what I'm doing, but you're the next generation. You are the next generation of healers. Keep doing it, keep working it, and I just can't thank you enough and I can't wait to see both of you in person when I get there. I yeah. can't either. And, and thank you so much. I can't even begin to thank you because I do still need you always and I always will need <laughs> when you're on that beach. But <laughs> truly, thank you. Because without you, we wouldn't have been able to also learn things, you know? Yep. So it it's, all it's all coming back. Yeah, be able to scale and level up where we're at. So yeah. again, thanks to everybody who's tuned in. Hope you enjoyed another episode of Younger by the Minute. I'm checking out Jamie Spicer. Thank you again, Dr. D. We will have you back soon. Have a blessed day. Yep. And to all of our listeners, thank you. Thank you again, Dr. D. Thank you.